0: Mile High Sports, Cody Rourke, on the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke. Cody, good morning. You're at the airport, so are you flying? Are we, have you been out in Phoenix for a few extra days, or what's what's going on, man?
1: Oh, no, you know, I made it back from Phoenix uh, Friday night, and now I'm headed to Chicago. So, yeah, you know, just... Catching flights, my friend. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. We, we missed you last week, but you had uh, far bigger fish to fry last week on oh, Radio Row. Out and in... I tell
1: you what, it was crazy, Jim. It was a it was a madhouse at Radio Row as it always is. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your patience.
0: Oh well, no, I no, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, that's hey, My Life Sports. Those are the guys that <laughs> they uh, they send you the check uh, every week. So uh, we we appreciate you coming on and and uh, hopping on with us whenever it uh, works out for you. Uh, I saw the picture of you standing there near Sean Payton, and we didn't get a chance to talk since the hiring of Sean Payton. Uh, just your reaction, because seems seems like it's you know, go big or go home, and Sean Payton's the kind of guy with, with a, certainly a big skin on the wall and a, and a Super Bowl trophy on his resume that uh, they can hopefully flip the fortunes of the Broncos moving forward.
1: Yeah, you know, that's the that's the hope and the belief, Jim, is that Sean Payton is going to do that. You know, I had a chance, you know, obviously we got to meet him at the press conference, you know, which is crazy because, you know, he has the introductory press conference. Two hours later, he's in Phoenix. And I'm like, didn't I just see you? So it, it was cool bumping into him. He had a lot of media obligations he had to fulfill. But, uh, you know, throughout the week, we got to know a little bit more because he was at Radio Rose, So we got to go around. We got to, you know, chat with him a little bit more in between some of his, uh, you know, regularly scheduled appearances on behalf of Zebra, uh, promoting obviously what the NFL's technology is doing in terms of advancing, you know, advanced analytics, metrics, tracking player speed, seeing player utilization and things like that. There's some really cool things coming down the pike for the NFL. But, you know, for Sean Payton, one thing he mentioned is, you know, everyone's wondering, like, how come he hasn't assembled his staff just yet? And he said, you know, for me, I, I learned early on in my coaching career, and I've carried this over time, you have to be slow to hire Quick to fire. So for him, it's slow to hire, meaning you got to bring in the right guys for the operation. And obviously, we now know two official moves Zach Streif, the offensive line coach, played for Sean Payton from 20, 2006 to 2017, was a team captain, and then got into coaching and kind of rising up the ranks a little bit, knows how Payton likes to do things, specifically on the offensive line standpoint. And then now you have Declan Doyle, who's going to be coming over replacing Jake Moreland to coach the tight end. So you know, for him, he's assembling his staff. They've, they've held interviews with defense coordinator, offensive coordinator, but I'll tell you this, Jim. Things are not getting out of Dove Valley, and that's not going to – things aren't going to get out of Dove Valley. So be, I'd be very, very surprised if you see hardly any Denver media guys breaking much news because of the fact that they're not telling anybody anything. So unless you're connected to a player directly, or an agent, things like that, you may be one of the last to know. So um, – yeah, it's been crazy, but the standard is coming in, and, and they're not they're not advertising a lot. They're just they're going to work, which I think is a good thing for Sean Payton.
0: Mile Life Sports Radio's Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, there was a report that Sean Payton has met with Rex Ryan, former Jets coach, Bills coach, uh, of course uh, works for ESPN. And I think the initial reaction is, Rex Ryan with the giant white shiny teeth and the foot fetish? Re- Rex Ryan? Wait, Rex Ryan's been out of the game now for several years. Why Rex Ryan? And then you look back at at the Rex Ryan resume as a defensive coordinator, and go, "Okay, does he still? Is there still gas in that tank? How shocked were you when you heard that Rex Ryan had met with Sean Payton?"
1: I, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I was I was very shocked. I I didn't expect him to ever really be an option. But obviously, you know, he's got his body of work as a defensive coach. He's been successful in the NFL, dating back to his days as a D coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, his more recent stint was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills for two years. It ended in twenty sixteen. They hired Sean McDermott. All of a sudden things <laughs> things turned around. Yeah. Buffalo's sitting in a really good spot. And uh yeah, Rex Ryan's been out of the game, you know, for almost eight years now. I just don't think that's feasible. I you know, he hasn't had the ability, you know, sure he watches film. How much does he actually watch? You know, we don't know. But The one thing that I can tell you is that he has not actively been designing game plans to deal with some of these evolved offenses that we've seen. The offensive game has evolved so much since he was last coaching in the league. Um, So for me, it's like, I I just don't see Rex Ryan being, uh, you know, the right fit. Um, But for me, you know, I think that they're looking at every option he he could eventually. I mean, even if he doesn't get the deep coordinating job, maybe he takes a consulting role. Maybe the Broncos are looking to hire a senior defensive assistant. So, I don't know, but then again, you know, he also goes on air and he also he he's, he was very open about his opinions on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Um, he said Sean Payton should not take the Denver job because of Russell Wilson. So it would just be a weird dynamic having a guy like that in the building.
0: Cody Rourke, my life Sports Radio, with us today on the Team Sports Network, and you know, just news out of the uh, the AFC West, and we'll, we'll go back to Sunday's game with the Chiefs uh, winning the Super Bowl. When you look at where the Chiefs are right now and with, with Mahomes on a, I mean, on a bad ankle, he still ends up winning the MVP, though Jalen Hurts certainly, in terms of just stats, Jalen Hurts was probably the MVP of that game, but how do you take that away from Patrick Mahomes' couple of fourth-quarter touchdowns and they win the football game? But do you feel like, because like, the, the sense is that Sean Payton is the, is the kind of coach that will teach the Broncos, they'll learn how to finish football games, they will compete in the AFC West. But it just seems like the Chiefs, with long as they've got Mahomes, it's gonna be tough to topple them. But if anybody can do it, is Sean Payton, the guy that can topple Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes?
1: Yeah, you know I think um, you can't run from it. You know I liked how uh, Sean Payton said, you know, gave his picks, his predictions. They went with the Eagles. Say, you know, we don't root for anybody in the division to succeed. Love that. Um, Never got that from Nathaniel Hackett. And I think that you know that's something that won over Broncos fans. But. Sean Payton is the type of coach that I think will assemble game plans that, that will work, that will be effective. I think Denver can. I mean, Jim, we've seen it. You know, the Broncos, even this past season, they competed against the Raiders. They competed against the Chargers. They competed against the Chiefs. The only issue is they had a hard time finishing. They had, a, you know, one or two blunders in each of those games that led to them losing. You know, you go back to their first matchup against the Chargers that they lost in Monday Night Football. A muffed punt in overtime leads to a game-winning field goal. Uh, you know, you go to that, the first Raiders game. You know, you only have 18 yards in the third quarter, and then, the you know, the Raiders run wild with Josh Jacobs. You know, that was a winnable game for them. And then you have, obviously, some miscommunication to the secondary in that second Raiders game, which led to an overtime loss. And then, look, you come back from, a, you know, 27 to the deficit against the Chiefs. Russell Wilson goes down, and you lose that game 34 34-28. Uh, you know, you can make the argument, what if Russ never got hurt? Would well, The Broncos have had a chance to win that game is a great question. And then, obviously, you know, the game in Arrowhead. They don't call that offensive pass interference in court on a sudden. Who knows how that game ends? But they lose short 27-24. So I, I always want to tell Broncos fans, like, I, I don't want to hear about the narrative that Denver can't compete with the Chiefs because they've, they've simply shown that they can compete with everybody in the division. They just have to find a way to finish and avoid making those mistakes that have hurt them.
0: Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. You mentioned Josh Jacobs will be a free agent. Does he end up in Denver? Is that a possibility? With uh, Javante Williams, his return is going to be certainly going to be questionable whether it's going to be the start of the season uh, for Javante. Josh Jacobs would be a nice nice piece in the Broncos' backfield, wouldn't
1: he? No, he, he certainly would, but I'm also on the premise of thinking that, you know, based on what happened, you know, I was there last week, I was watching the Pat McAfee show in person, and when Sean Payton was there, he brought Latavius Murray up on stage, he mentioned him in the, in the presser, I think Latavius Murray will sign back with Denver this offseason, I think he's going to be an integral part of, you know, what Sean Payton wants, obviously, of Javante, I, I think the expectation for Javante should be, you know, don't expect anything, you know, I, th- I think for him, is he's going to have to go through that time of coming off a major injury like that, and you know, it's not. Oh, it's not always going to take a year. You know, it could take a little bit longer, as we've seen with guys like Jamal Murray. Should have the same approach here with Javante Williams. Now, if he if he's ready to go, that's great. That's good news. But the Broncos are not going to rush Javante back from what he's currently going through right now, going through the rehab process. On top of that, you know, I think do you go out and do you pay a running back? You know, obviously for for Josh Jacobs, he was the NFL leading rusher this year. He had a resurgence, and certainly he loves playing the Broncos. That's one thing that's for certain. I don't know if Denver is going to look at paying him considering they have other needs right now. And, you know, it just popped up yesterday. They're looking to potentially trade Garrett Bowles so there is a lot of stuff in motion right now in Denver, specifically with them having $12 million in cap space. It's 13th in the NFL right now. They're expected to approach several guys to restructure. They've already approached Garrett Bowles to restructure his contract, and I don't think that's going to happen, so I think that's why they're looking to ship him a little bit. Um, and they're also trying to get more draft picks for April since they don't have a first and a second.
0: Cody work with us. One final thing, Cody. Derek Carr released by the Raiders yesterday. This but with Vic Daniels, going back to his time in Denver, goes to Denver, wants Matt Castle, doesn't work out, doesn't want to doesn't want to work with Cutler. They they trade Cutler to the Bears, they bring in Kyle Orton, and it just seems to be almost a little bit of a rinse and repeat of that. I, I just you look at Derek Carr, he's the franchise leader in in touchdowns and passing yardage. I, I just I guess at least he gave, you know, Derek Carr a season to to be his quarterback it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me that you sign the extension, he's a quarterback that you can win with, and your options are guys like Jacoby Brissett. Not that Jarrett Stidham played bad at the end of the season, but he's not Derek Carr. I guess just your thoughts on this now that Derek Carr is out of Vegas and looking to move on.
1: Yeah, you know, I I wish Derek Carr the best of luck. He's always kind of been a thorn on the side of the Broncos. always been a very efficient passer against them, and uh, Denver's always had a hard time sacking him. Um, you know, for him, it just—it's crazy to see how things went in Las Vegas for him. But with Josh McDaniels, I'm not surprised. As you mentioned, the whole Cutler thing—we've seen this before. What's going to be more curious now is what do the Raiders do? Do they look to get Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, obviously, right. that's familiarity with Josh McDaniels. To me, I think that's the most important thing you're going to look at. I think that when you look at Stidham, who's been who spent time in New England you look at Jimmy G I think that the Raiders are going to go all in on Jimmy G I just can't see Aaron Rodgers leaving to go there because I know that's been also rumored and linked there I don't see Aaron Rodgers as an option with the Raiders don't see it happening at all Jimmy Garoppolo makes the most sense in Vegas which definitely you know adds a little bit of a presence and dynamic to the AFC West he's a good quarterback um outside of that I think Derek Carr ends up in New Orleans. I think that he would be a good pick there, or he could end up in Carolina. Frank Reich assembling a little bit of a super staff there, with Jim Caldwell is our senior offensive assistant now, and you got a good nucleus there um, that that's being built right now in Carolina. But, uh, you know, I, I hope the Raiders finish last in the division every year. I mean, that's the hope that we all have. And uh, Derek Carr, we wish him the best. And, kind of cool to be able to cheer him on now because he's always like he wasn't an unlikable guy you know we we used to cover guys like philip rivers and you're like god i hate playing against philip rivers i hate covering him because he's so arrogant Derek carr was never like that he always you know always won with class lost with class and whatnot so wishing the best and felt like he definitely deserved better than what josh mcdaniel's gave him
0: no no doubt about that hey cody have a safe flight thanks for making time for us